WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, November 1st. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number. On Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. I am at Nick Kale. Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo. Phil's here as well, as we have a lot to get to this morning, including the great Tony Bruno, live from Florida. At 825 this morning, hello, Don. Hey, good morning. Happy Wednesday. Was trick-or-treat good to you? It was. Gregory? So I'm walking down the street yesterday, Uh trick-or-treating with my son. What was he dressed as? Uh, Spider-Man. And... We got halfway down the street. He was like, yeah, I'm bored with trick-or-treating. Uh, what, I go back home? <laughs> At 6.13? Yeah. Wow. No, no, he made it like 6.35 or <laughs> 6.40 or so. Um, that's, that's not the funny part. The funny part is is that I'm walking down the street and somebody goes, Tell Kale it's not a truck! <laughs> oh, no way! Yep. That's no. so funny. <laughs> Tell Kale it's not a truck. Yeah. All right. That's how we're going to start. All right. <laughs> All right, I'll let the the fine folks at Piazza know they gave me something less than a truck. I got you. Good to know. Yeah. Cancel Halloween, that's it. Enough of it. (laughs) No more Halloween. No more Halloween. Greg's kid doesn't like it. People want to insult me to my boss. Well, here's the the problem. Here's the problem with Halloween, at least for little kids, is that he's done trunk or treat. He's done boo at the zoo. He did a Halloween parade yesterday in the morning. It's, by, o- it's overdone. By 6 o'clock last night, he's like, yeah, I've done Halloween. Like, yeah. it's, it's over now. He's right. kind of exhausted. Yeah. yeah. It's like okay. doing the family rounds for Christmas or Thanksgiving if you go to two or three different houses. Yes. And you're like, you know what? I can't eat anymore. Yeah. I'm full. He's had enough turkey. I agree. Enough turkey. No more mashed potatoes. Let we've, me take my nap. We've sanitized Halloween. Like, yep. Halloween is supposed to be one day of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're supposed to go out, it's get true. all the candy you can on October 31st, yep. and be done with it. Yep. And... <laughs> Now they're like every weekend. There's another Halloween thing. Greg Stocker's telling America that Halloween has jumped the shark. <laughs> I didn't say that. Here we go. <laughs> a lot of good things to get to this morning. A big take on Joe Biden and his emails. Uh, Hillary, hold Joe's beer. He's got you covered there as well. And also the governor of New Jersey, Mister Phil Murphy, apparently using taxpayer dollars <laughs> to see Taylor Swift. Okay. You know, Sailor Twift. You Sailor Twift. You know, we had an NFL Sunday where we didn't have Taylor Swift. But no, don't worry. We'll bring it back to you in the news in the form of Governor Phil Murphy. So that's coming up this morning. Also, an anti-woke water that is for sale. We'll what? get to that. Yes. Oh, anti-woke water. I never come up with these ideas. I just see them. I'm liking them. And then I never profit from any of it. And also, it took three and a half years. But New York Magazine has officially said that lockdowns. We're an experiment that failed with the COVID-19 pandemic. I love that article. We are going to get to that because that stems all the way back to the Bush days when uh, GW 
was at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Plus, Tony Bruno, loaded cut sheet, all sorts of goodies along the way. But before we get to all of that, let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. Round number one, 605, the great Dawn Stensler. Yes, good morning this first day of November. And by the way, freeze warnings going into effect tonight. So the full forecast coming up. Uh, Sadly and tragically, Halloween turned deadly for a local suburban teenager after gunfire rang out during a large fight in Bucks County, Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, Happened about 7.30 last night around Bristol Pike and Woodbine Avenue. Police say that they were called to the scene for reports of a large group of teenagers, and some of them had had started some kind of a fight or an argument. When police arrived, by the time they got there, shots had rang out. They found three victims, a 14-year-old among them. That's the kid who died, and we don't have the identities of these kids. The other two teens, 17 and 19, are in stable condition this morning. It looks like they will survive the gunshot injuries, but that 14-year-old pronounced dead. They rushed him to the hospital, and doctors there could not save the 14-year-old's life. Do we know if this was like a fight over something trick-or-treat related? I mean, as sad as that might be. Yeah, apparently it was some kind of a Halloween party. Then they went outside. Then it sounded like a squabble. We don't know if it was... You know, we, we don't know what happened because the, the single gunman who opened fire from the vehicle sped off. <laughs> and so they're trying to get the surveillance imaging and, you know, get that person. So they're just not sure. Was this, you know, in all of these, Nick, we talk about it. Was it something that was personal? Was it somebody that was targeting somebody? Was it something over social media? Right. You know, so are they fighting over the last Twix bar? I mean, we we <laughs> right. just don't know in this day and age. Oh gosh. Yeah. And then Philadelphia police looking for a vehicle involved in a deadly hit and run early this morning in the Kensington section of Philadelphia. So police say the 33-year-old victim was crossing the street at East Lehigh Avenue and Emerald Street this morning when this individual was struck and then dragged about 400 feet. And so this was a pedestrian trying to cross the street And Chief Inspector Scott Small speaking out about this early this morning, saying the victim ended up further down the block, closer to Jasper Street, and then died at the scene due to these injuries. So this morning they're saying they're describing the vehicle as a dark-colored SUV, possibly a Cadillac Escalade, and they're pointing out it would have some broken parts, some damage to the grill, to the front-end damage, but saying that driver um, needs to turn himself or herself in they could be facing vehicular homicide charges wow, 400 feet that's over that's 130 plus wow. yards it's like it's a football field plus of being um taken along for that ride oh man horrible scene there so for uh, police investigating that one we'll talk this morning about um some headlines some disturbing concerning headlines temple students on campus as many as three of these armed at gun, you know, uh, I should say muggings at gunpoint. So no students injured. Thankfully, they gave up their wallets and their their phones and that sort of thing. Th- at least three of these different incidents over the past 24, 30 hours. And so there, there's concern as, you know, the, the, the crime in and around Temple Temple's campus uh, is as we've talked about, is a real problem. Continuing to make us us Temple alums proud on a daily I know. basis. Yeah, I wear my cherry and my white with pride. 
Uh, and yet, and yes, we are expecting news, uh, from the Fed. So the Federal Reserve started meeting yesterday, is expected to hold a news conference after lunchtime today, maybe at two o'clock, uh, you know, two o'clock or lunchtime, late lunch type announcement. But it appears by all accounts that the Fed is expected to hold rates for at least six weeks. So, um, kind of holding that one. And then the next time they're going to meet is in December. So we'll, we'll see if they raise. Interest rates, Bidenomics. Uh, I was thinking another quarter percent, though. Oh what do you gosh. think? How's a quarter percent sound to you? Right before Christmas? Yeah, just in December. time. December? Yeah. And yes, we'll talk about New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy owing $12,000 in taxpayer money. Wow. For all the food and drinks at MetLife Stadium, including uh, Nick Hale's good friend, yeah. Sailor Twift. And, there's, and we have precedent of this happening for New Jersey governors because... Sloppy Chris Christie. He was known to do this back in the day as well. Yeah, eighty. What did he spend? Eighty-two grand in uh, M and M's. Yeah, peanut M and M's in a box, and not just with cheese. <laughs> um, and so we do have some sports news today as well. Real quick here, obviously our Philadelphia Eagles. It's Dallas week, so walk through today. We can expect that, and then Philadelphia's Joel Embiid fined thirty-five thousand dollars by the NBA for repeatedly Amazing. making. An obscene gesture. <laughs> yes, he during was. the Sixers' victory it's against amazing. the he was Trailblazers. Like, he was like Greg Stalker and I in uh, 1998, walking around <laughs> classroom halls. If you've seen the tr- the crotch chop that he does, thirty-five thousand dollars. He's such a little infant. So so worth it. So worth it. The the face of the process is basically uh, thirty-one going on thirteen. <laughs> I love that guy. So Joe, Joe Dumars making the announcement last night. Uh, the reference was that he was making four WWE-style crude shops that sent the crowd into a frenzy on Sunday. Yeah, down to his man region. <laughs> to his yeah. Netherlands. Or as there. that California doctor would say, towards his Audi. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's right. Um, we do have the NBC10 first alert forecast this morning. Unseasonably chilly weather moving through over the next several days. But remember, we will start a warm-up starting on Friday, so we just have to get through the next, actually, couple of mornings here. So the freeze warning goes into effect tonight. So depending on where you are, especially in the Lehigh Valley, we're talking potential freezing temperatures. Right now, 44 degrees is, uh, and the high today, just 50 degrees today with these freeze warnings going into effect this evening overnight into tomorrow morning. So when we come in tomorrow morning as well, another very chilly morning. So today it's 50, tomorrow just 51, bright sunny days, no measurable rain at all through Sunday. But Friday we start that warm up again, more se- more seasonable uh, temperature wise, 60 degrees for Friday, then Saturday 63, by Sunday 65 degrees. So the sunshine continues but these freeze warnings, if you've been planting any tender vegetation, those cute little pepper plants, you know, with the red and purple peppers. Oh, yeah. You know, things of that nature. You want to maybe cover up or protect your, mm-hmm. your tenders. Is this cover? <laughs> is this going to be one of those mornings where you have to go out and start the car in the defroster like 10 minutes before you leave? Well, I think so. Oh, jeez. I, th- I believe so. I hate, I hate things like warm. that. God, I hate that. Especially at 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a, but me, it's, it's a me problem. It's an us problem. Nick, it could be as low as 26 degrees overnight. Right. 
So that's the warning from the National Weather Service. And this is Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. We'll warm up at 825 with Tony Bruno. But right now, it's time for a midweek Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. Okay, the Big Take this morning. Hillary, hold Biden's beer. You know, Democrats have a lot in common, don't they? Joe Biden and Gavin Newsom both have trouble standing on their own two feet. Joe will fall off of a bike. Gavin will fall playing basketball against kids in China. Hillary Clinton had a ton of emails. And Joe Biden had a ton of emails. They really do stick to the same playbook, don't they? For those of you who may have forgotten, Hillary Clinton claims she had zero classified emails on her server. But we now know, of course, that's not true at all. The Justice Department years ago concluded that in their report, she had 193 emails that were classified that were sent to or from her server. Hillary was investigated by the FBI for holding classified information on her private email server at home. But FBI Director James Comey at the time said publicly that Clinton mishandled classified documents, but he declined to recommend prosecution and the Justice Department declined to move forward because, well, she's a Clinton and she's a Democrat. And then here comes Joe Biden, who is telling Hillary Clinton to hold his beer. According to the latest report and breaking news within the last 24 hours, Joe Biden exchanged up to 82,000 pages of emails under different pseudonyms while serving as vice president, according to a lawsuit. According to the National Archives, Joe sent or received 82,000 pages worth of private emails while serving under Obama. This according to the conservative organization. Per the New York Post, here are some of the details. The archives revealed that the trove of correspondence spanned all eight years of Biden's vice presidency and included uh, messages to or from three shadow email addresses. And they are robinware456 at gmail.com, jrbware at gmail.com, and some guy named robert.l.peters at pci.gov. According to a joint filing with the Georgia-based Southeastern Legal Foundation, quote, the fact that as vice president, Joe Biden sent 82,000 pages of emails from alias email addresses is shocking. Southeastern Legal Foundation General Counsel Kimberly Herman told The Post, saying, quote, the American public has a right to know what is in those emails. SLF remains hopeful that now that we have confirmed that the emails exist, NARA will fulfill its legal obligation and produce them in a timely and transparent manner. So, logically, I think any inquisitive or curious mind would want to know who the heck is Robin Ware, uh, who is J.R.B. Ware, and who is Robert L. Peters? And why would the vice president at the time have essentially three burner email accounts? And what would require you to exchange so many emails that you burn through 82,000 pages? It's probably a bunch of nothing, right? How's the weather? How about the Mets? Of course. I mean, Joe's the poorest man in Congress. Remember? He's told us that many times. And Joe was never involved in Hunter's business dealings, right? Well, here's a montage of Joe's denials and a little bit from Sean Hannity and a guest of his last night on what lies ahead for the House-led GOP. Listen and watch. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I don't know what he was doing. I did not know he was on the board of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. 
They have over 82,000 emails that were connected. Remember those three pseudonym Joe Biden accounts, the ones he used as vice president? That's not all. Yeah, let's start with the uh, FOIA request. So Southeastern Legal Foundation has been representing us doing this work. Uh, all we know so far is the total number. The archives have not delivered a single email to us yet, so we still have a long fight ahead of us. But just to put it in perspective, 82,000 pages is 27,000 more pages than Hillary Clinton ended up turning over when they recovered all of her emails uh, during the 2016 uh, scandal. So Joe Biden is in danger of supplanting Hillary Clinton as the king of uh, private government emails. And so we're going to be digging in. We expect a lot of these emails to involve Hunter Biden. We've seen a few on the laptop. We've uh, talked to other people who know they corresponded with the vice president, Joe Biden, back in the Obama years on these email addresses. Uh, a lot of news ahead in the weeks. And I think one of the things to watch is whether Congress goes out and subpoenas these emails and compels the National Archives to release these emails. Speaking of Hunter Biden, we will get to the latest with potential criminal activity with the president's son coming up at the bottom of the hour. But 82,000 pages, that's way more than the 33,000 emails that Hillary Clinton deleted in 2014. Remember, Hillary said, quote, I deleted some emails over time as any ordinary user would do. Uh huh. The 30,000 plus emails deleted equated to approximately 55,000 pages, which is still 27,000 pages less than Joe Biden. If Trump were deleting emails, he'd be indicted a fifth time for killing too many trees. So what is the tie-in with Joe and these emails? Well, the New York Post reports the following. At least 10 such emails were sent between May 18th and June 15th of 2016 and CC'd first son Hunter Biden, with one on May 26th notifying Hunter of a scheduled phone call the next day between the vice president and Ukrainian president Petro Poroshenko, the first son's abandoned Laptop shows. Ah, the laptop. The laptop from hell, as Trump would say. So if there was emails with Ukraine coming from one of Joe's burners, is it fair then to even ponder whether or not more emails were sent from Robert Peters or Robin Ware to perhaps Romania? And what about China? The Southeastern Legal Foundation sued the National Archives in August as part of a Freedom of Information Act request to determine the, the degree to which Biden discussed government affairs with his son and others. That same month, if you recall, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer also demanded that the archives turn over unredacted copies of the former vice president's pseudonyms and correspondence involving his son. On September 12th, just about seven weeks ago, House Republicans began an impeachment inquiry into the president, which will determine whether Biden, in his former or his current role, either abused his office or benefited from his son's overseas business dealings. And congressional Republicans this year have revealed the existence of a confidential FBI file from a credible source alleging that Zlochevsky also paid a $10 million bribe to the now president and his son amid Shokin's probe. As you can see, House Republicans and other groups are beginning or once again continuing to connect all of the dots here of this intricate plot by the Biden family to use their name and influence for the sake of lining their pockets. The parties have asked U.S. District Judge Lee Martin May to order a joint status report deadline, which is actually just about five weeks away, coming up on December the 8th. And as one of my favorite legal scholars, Jonathan Turley, writes... He says the following, what is now clear and emerging is that the Bidens have a pattern of influence peddling, which has turned into the equivalent 
of the family's personal savings and loan operation. We have various transactions labeled as loans, which go to various family members, which not only offer plausible deniability, but non-taxable income. From Chuck Grassley to the IRS whistleblowers to James Comer, it's all there for the American public to see. But is the American public seeing this, and is anybody outraged by it? Does anybody care? And as it crystallizes even further, as each month goes by, burner phones, burner email accounts, these are all the standard things people do when they are operating on the up and up or trying to avoid detection. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, your thoughts, your reaction, maybe you have three burner email addresses as well. 855-839-1210, the phone number on Twitter and Instagram at 1210WPHD. Or, of course, you could be a part of the Kalen Company comment community. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT to hit the like and subscribe button. We've got more details on Joe and Hunter, including $200,000 that lands in Joe's lap just two days after a couple of long-distance phone calls. I'm sure it's just another personal loan from family member to family member, but we'll try to make sense of it when we come back as we continue. It's a Wednesday morning. It's Kale and Company. Nick, Don, and Greg on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Kaylin Company, 626. I don't think the Bidens give a damn about their reputation either. They're just going to keep sending emails, sending texts, placing phone calls on WhatsApp messengers, and funneling funds to family members, allegedly. 855-839-1210. As we continue live here on a Wednesday morning, cut sheet at 745, Tony Bruno at 825, and all sorts of good stuff. As we continue today, you know, I thought it was interesting. And I, honestly, I, I tried to pay attention to Fox a little bit yesterday. Even Fox did not cover the Joe Biden 82,000 pages of emails as much as I thought that they would. I watched my favorite show yesterday at my favorite time. I won't name it because Greg gets mad and Zioli hates that I'm not listening to him for four straight hours. <laughs> but they, they didn't even talk about can, it on that show. Dawn. If you're home, you can always That's correct. watch the visuals you so you can see yeah. like Judge Janine and Dana's pretty legs. Yeah. Well, judge the judge was off yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Katie Pavlich was in. Not that I even know that. Um, but like, I, the fact watch that, them listen to Zioli on the Odyssey app. There you go. You know... <laughs> I know CNN won't cover it. I know MSNBC won't cover it. I was surprised yeah. that Fox, and I, I, I saw a little bit of, of Hannity where they discussed it for all of about four minutes. And I'm just thinking to myself, when we, we think about these emails, the, we have these phone calls. I know, Dawn, you have two Twitters, um, none of which are burner accounts. I know Greg and myself uh, have an Odyssey email and like a Yahoo or a Gmail personal email. Neither are burners. Our names are in those emails as well. And I know I certainly don't have 82,000 or 33,000 emails or pages of emails that are just stockpiled that need to be deleted. Like I'm one of these guys that if I see three emails sitting in my inbox that I don't need, I'll lose my mind if I don't delete them and get them out of my, my system because I'll sit there and look at my phone and see I have notifications and that drives me insane. So this is why I think it is so important that Republicans took back the House, because as they say, uh, it's unclear. And to be fair, 
It is unclear what topics are covered in most of the emails or who else was looped in on the messages. But the American public does have a right to know. And that's why winning back the House is so important, because you can have these committees, you can have these investigations, and you have the almighty subpoena power. Like, I I want people subpoenaed. Like, I'm going to be, and I get it, this will probably amount to jack squat as far as anybody actually facing real consequences and real punishments. But, like, I want people to sweat. I want people on the stand. I want people having to be forced to testify before Congress under oath so that at, at worst I can get people on perjury and then say, aha, well, you said under oath this, yet here I have this document that claims otherwise, and then see these people made a fool of. Because we saw the way it was from 2017 through 2020, and still now in 21, 22, 23, and 24 with the other guy. So I want this guy held to the fire, so to speak. And I'm looking at all of this, and I'm just thinking, it doesn't add up here. Robert Ware, Robert Peters, uh, where were some of these other email addresses? Robin Ware 456, JRB Ware, two Gmails, and then some random government account, uh, robert.l.peters at pci.gov. What was wrong with Joe's uh, White House email? Like joe.biden at whitehouse.gov. Why is he not using that email account? Why is he not using joebiden at gmail.com? Why is he creating three different ones with 82,000 pages where conveniently money just seems to show up in Biden family checking accounts just like a few days after certain telephone calls and text messages exchanged? I don't I don't think you have to be like um, uh, Ben Matlock here to figure this one out. It, it's pretty obvious here, but yet we're still kind of weeding through all of this at a real slow, monotonous pace. And so I have so many questions about this because... Obviously, it's not illegal, you know, to have, you know, if I created a Gmail at, I don't know, Buddy Boy <laughs> at Odyssey or like Buddy Boy 456 <laughs> at Yahoo.com. Or something. Burner. Yeah. But, uh, but the fact that the emails, as you said, that were pertaining to Hunter's, you know, foreign business dealings and family business dealings, and those were parsed out. And even that one of them was a .gov, as you said. Right. And so that's kind of, that's weird too. It's not just a, a random right. made up a Gmail. That's correct. Then it's a .gov. And I don't know what mm. at PCI.gov means. I don't know what the PCI stands for, but it's some governmental website. So I, I would really like to know if there is an actual real Robert L. Peters out there that works for the government. That, that's what, that will be one of my first questions. So we can kind of rule out the fact that maybe Joe was using somebody else's real email account, so to speak. I mean, so I'm looking it up, and there's there are a bunch of them, but the first one that pops up, PCI Government Services, mm-hmm. a small disadvantaged business providing tech professional services okay. in support of U.S. federal agencies. Oh. So, so that's kind of odd. So Joe's kind of connected with some PCI, techie people. PCI.gov.com, uh-huh. yeah, okay. but it's uh, specifically for... for um, for disadvantaged business, okay. I don't know what that even. No means. idea. No idea. Capabilities, handicaps. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I don't know. I, I have more questions about this, but I think the Biden administration would say, "Well, you know, eighty-two thousand pages. There's nothing illegal here. It's not illegal to have a phony email." But to your point, thank God the Republicans 
can have the subpoena power, right. control the House, so that they can just promote transparency. That's correct. That is correct. And speaking of transparency, this is an exclusive. I got to tell you, the Daily Mail has quickly become like one of my favorite websites as far as the way they can just unearth all sorts of stuff. They have more exclusives than Fox, the New York Post. Uh, they do a it's tremendous all, job. It's all owned by the same company, dude. Daily Mail is owned mm-hmm. by them? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's oh, all, I did not know it's, that. It's Fox News. It's British, isn't it? New York yeah. Post and Daily oh. Mail are all under the Murdoch Empire. Yes. Okay. So did not know that. you'll always see basically the same stories on all three sites. Oh. But Daily Mail takes uh, their little, they take some liberties, if you will. And they're, they're, they're based over in, mm-hmm. in, in London or something like yes. that? So I guess, do they not have the FCC or they not? They don't have some of the, the American regulations? Maybe I don't, not. I, don't know. I did not, not know that. But they, they had an exclusive where it says that Hunter Biden was billed hundreds of dollars for mysterious mystery overseas calls made by his father, Joe Biden, just days before the president received a $200,000 check from his brother. In AT&T emails, this is the thing I think some of these people are just so oblivious to, or maybe they just don't give a damn, uh, but these things are logged, right? So an AT&T email from February 2018 notified Hunter Biden that more than $300 had been racked up in international charges on a phone that was linked to dad Joe. At the time of the foreign phone calls, Joe was still listed as a key card holder for Hunter's shared office with his business partners in Washington, D.C., and the alert came just days before the president received $200,000 from his brother, Jim Biden, who got the funds from his health care business, which we know is AmeriCorps. And there's a couple of interesting things here, and they've got the screenshot of the email. It says, Dear Jay Biden, this is a courtesy message. We just want to let you know that you have exceeded $300 in international data overseas charges and overage usage fees. Your data service may be interrupted if usage continues. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for choosing AT&T. Now, the flurry of foreign calls also took place just two days after some highly suspicious text messages between Hunter and his Chinese oil giant business partner discussing developmental projects to join the benefit of both my home and yours. DailyMail.com had previously reported on emails revealing that Hunter was paying for Joe's phone line plus over a dozen other unexplained lines in addition to phones for his daughters costing at least $1,200 a month. So we have over a dozen phone lines, three different email addresses, all of which are dubious in nature, and 82,000 pages worth of emails. You tie in Joe, you tie in Hunter, James Biden, the shell companies, the amount of money from $200,000 all the way up to $10 million from Ukraine. And this, to me, just screams... uh pay-for-play, influence peddling. And Jonathan Turley makes a really good point, by the way. You you can benefit and profit off of your name. Th- that's not illegal. But when you are not paying your taxes on that and it's coming in as non-taxed income, um, that's against the law, right? So there are things here that the Bidens are doing that may be unethical that are not morally the right thing to do. And then there's also things that are criminally illegal that the bidens are trying to skirt around so i thought that was pretty interesting and to be honest not many people are talking about it so 
855-839-1210. Not many people are talking about it, which means it's not going to do anything in the election cycle. Mm-hmm. And, Correct. Uh, no charges or anything or anything will be brought up against him. So it's kind of just like, yep, we know this is here mm-hmm. and nothing is going to happen. Because so they it have- doesn't, you know, like it's interesting to talk about and like people know that he's corrupt and the Biden family is Allegedly. corrupt, but 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 it it is nothing. If they had something, if they had some smoking gun, right? They would have they would have released it by now. Mm-hmm. They they just would have. I'm sorry. Like I hate it, to be Debbie Downer at six thirty seven. No, morning, you're not being Debbie Downer. It's, it's true. Just, I know it's, it's a charade. It's the truth. I get but, it. And that's why we, you know, I think we're careful to say it looks. It all looks bad, and they they are methodically going through. Everything they're going through eighty two. It takes time yeah. to investigate. Sadly, these all of this does take time. And I know it's a it's a process, and we get tired of waiting. But like, if you've ever been in any of these types of legal proceedings where you've got uh, how many people working on it, and just how voluminous have, all the the data have, is, have all of the, have any of these hearings amounted to anything? No. No. I, and, well, you, have, and, and, and you have subpoena power. I want is I don't want like the low level people. Like I want Hunter on the stand. I want Joe. But they're on not the ready. That you don't want them yet because you it's want never it. Never going to happen. Either. So what they're You're doing right. is, but but what they do is, so they get these eighty two thousand. They scour through them. Then it leads them to another phony account. That's how they fe- they got all the SARS accounts and they got these accounts. So you know it's e- it's easier to get Liz Cheney and company to. Put on a show, showtime, yeah. folks, and let's put on a show and get a Hollywood let me producer. Ask you guys this. Let me ask That's you guys not what this, this is. They have to methodically this. look through this. All right, let me ask you guys this. If the Democrats really don't want Joe Biden anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's everybody's talking about his age, his age, his age. Correct. Wouldn't, wouldn't they be the first ones waving the flag to try and get him out? Yes, but I think they are in, in a way of <laughs> basically, not, but in a way of not saying like, "Hey, we're done with the guy." They're not saying it publicly, but I mean, we've seen stuff being leaked to the New York Times but and this the Washington is, Post. But this is the perfect way to get this done. Not yet, though. Not yet. Okay. You gotta, right. you gotta know when to hold them, know gonna, when to fold them. Do move. they have a de- do they have a date in mind where they they officially finally throw Joe under the bus I, to slide Gavin right in there? They're so sneaky. I think they do, but I think they don't want to do it too soon. Like what? Maybe Memorial Day of next year? Like somewhere in that stretch where we're coming down the stretch run when you know the Republican primary is wrapping up and then all of a sudden, whoop, here comes Gavin Newsom? I guarantee you they've looked at, to your point, they've to both of your points, they've looked at all, they probably met here in Philadelphia. They always meet here. They, they look at all the protocols. They look at all the laws. They look at you know the, all the deadlines. But I have no doubt that they have a contingency. And so of somebody who would who would run and because then they would run and then Kamala would be the president. She'd be running again, too. So they would go after her. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I'm sure they have a, I'm sure they have a plan B, C and D. And I'm sure they don't want it to Greg's point. I don't think they want to do it right now Yeah, because they don't want to give Republicans too much time to react. That's true. That's true. The the un- unexpected we're, element of surprise, I'm, so to speak. I'm going to mark this date down on the calendar. Right. And November I'm telling, 1st. And I'm telling you we're going to be having this exact same conversation. Be like, oh, look, here's the smoking gun. Here it is. And and nothing will come of it. I, I, ju- I don't like, think there is I've a smoking gun se- I've seen this play out many oh, yes. times, and it's, there's nothing there. Yeah. There's it, just no- Let me just say this. When I say there's nothing there, I don't mean there's no corruption there. There's corruption there. Sure. I, without a doubt, there is. But I'm just saying they don't have enough. Yeah. You've to, seen this song and yes, dance. Yes, exactly. I got you. And I, I'm, I'm the same way as well. It's just you don't have to be a rocket scientist to look at the, the chain of events here that's going on to say, boy, 
I, I mean, you want to talk about that. And no wonder why Joe lives a lavish lifestyle. Like, it, it's so blatantly obvious, but again, we still need... And I understand the process takes time. Like, if some of these House Republicans reach out to, you know, one of these banks to inquire, inquire about these transactions, I mean, it might take three days for the bank to get back to them. So, like, this stuff does really... It really does take time. It's yeah. not like they can just get everything by 5 o'clock today and... Hey, look what we have, you know? And you said National Archives, so they have to request it, then they request more, then they, you know what I mean? They're going back, they have to negotiate with National Archives, they have to get, and they have to subpoena some things. These are financial records, they're in the National Archives, they have to find them. And so, to me, they're doing it in a responsible, professional manner. It is methodical, and it and it is boring, and everybody wants the smoking gun. To me, they're doing what you're supposed to do, and look, the president of the United States. Yeah. If if they end of the day, I hope to God that it's not worse than anybody thought. I hope you know what I mean. Like it, it's a horrible thing for America to see all this hot mess. Yeah. You know. So. You're right. But they need to be. They need to have transparency. And you know what I have to say? Why do we have to wait for one or the other party to see this kind of sh- you know muck in the bottom of the swamp mm-hmm. we should always have transparency i agree maga maga man says greg stalker is 100 percent correct how about that maga maga man in agreement with stalker after calling yesterday to say saw two on caller five line five that was the best moment that was hilarious that was so by the way people are still talking about that from yesterday <laughs> people are still talking about it unbelievable <laughs> it's unbelievable it's unbelievable really yeah it's the greatest segment ever I, I just i just feel like they've been tickling our you know what with a feather for the last Ooh. two years yep. and nothing has happened and yep. i just i don't foresee anything happening You're right. uh before the election yep i I just don't. And, I agree. and and if they would have had something, they would have brought it to the American public by now. I, right. ju- I just believe that. 855-839-1210. If you would like to jump in, have you ever used taxpayer dollars to take in Sailor Twift or Taylor Swift for that matter? We'll get to that story and what the governor of New Jersey is doing and has done in the past and the history and the precedent of being the governor in New Jersey with this tactic as we wrap up our number one of Kale & Company next. This is the Kale & Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Just picture this. We're sipping a limoncello from the balcony, savoring the suspect, the sunset, Savoring the sunset beyond the Isle of Capri. I'm talking southern Italy here. It, it really is an escape and a trip of a lifetime that I can't wait for. The Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, Capri. Join me and my family next spring as we discover the wonderful sights in southern Italy with my friends from Conservative Tours. And nobody does it better than Conservative Tours. Trust me, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii, Enough time, of course, to see all the great sites, the ancient sites in Rome as well, all while enjoying a gastronomical event for 12 awesome days of touring. Olive oil production, a mozzarella farm, wineries, tasting sessions galore. The group dining events they're known for are just legendary, just as Dom and Ro Giordano. 5267, yes, that includes the airfare, nonstop while supplies last. You can go to conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture. Yes, my husband, Larry Menti, Michael and David, the boys. They they can't wait. They're asking me every day. When is this? When are we going? When are we going? I can't wait. I can smell the lemon groves outside my hotel window in Sorrento. You can call toll-free 888-733-9494. 
By the way, Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia. Charming villages, unparalleled cuisine. See why so many Italians, the locals, take their vacations in Puglia. Just picturesque and unspoiled, authentically Italian. 888-733-9494. Go to conservativetours.com. Let's do this. Next spring, Southern Italy. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. October in the books. November officially underway. Tony Bruno's coming up at 825 this morning. Mikachi, one hour from now. Uh, Phil Murphy, Taylor Swift, in just a moment. Uh, but one last thing on the Biden front here. I actually was curious about the uh, the Biden student loan repayment plan. I have a, a few payments that are left. And I saw the commercial for it yesterday with student loan debt forgiveness. And, oh, it sounds so great. And so, and by the way, if like if you're going to leech and be a mooch and uh, bail on your payment to make other people pay your tab, uh, I think you're incredibly lame. But I called the number yesterday just to do a little digging. And it is such a scam as far as for anybody listening right now, you have to qualify in one of two or three areas to get uh, the either there's two programs, by the way, there's like a debt reduction program, which you get a smaller payment per month, or it can be completely forgiven to get it completely forgiven. You need to be working in the in the public sector for a nonprofit or a governmental agency. Right. And I think that would include like if you're working for the township or the city and you you, know, you work in like, you know, you're a laborer, things like that. Uh, you know, you repave roads or whatever, like something like that would qualify or you have to have had the loans for 20 to 25 years. So by my math, I would not have qualified if I tried to get out of it because I've only been out of college for 17 stinking years. So like this whole thing, and look, they're, they're forgiving a lot of people, uh, over 51,000 borrowers, and the education department is estimating that they will be forgiving $2.8 billion dollars in loans. Um, but I just wanted to share that quickly because October was the month where the payments, because I just made my my student loan payment for like $143 for the month. They just restarted back up again. So like all that pandemic stuff where they paused it for everybody, now you're back to it unless you qualify in one of those categories. If you're actually looking for somebody else to pick up the check, so to speak. What about credit card debt? I don't know. I didn't think about that. That's like a loan. Why don't yeah. they forgive some of that? that would Macy's be nice. card. That would be nice. Would that make would that make would that make me a hypocrite if I do that after talking about uh, not paying your student loan debt because you know you basically are bumping the tab to somebody else to pick up a lot of this stuff like oh it's free and, uh, the, no the government ain't picking up any of it it's it's the other taxpayers that yeah. are picking it up so it's for, it's basic I'm sorry okay good, good it's basically what did Obama say and and uh, Joe the plumber got all upset I mean basically like transferring the wealth redistributing yeah redistribution plan that's all this is really correct right that is correct all right uh let's get to mr phil murphy uh the governor of new jersey and this is on foxnews.com the headline reads new jersey governor phil murphy used thousands in taxpayer funds to party at a taylor swift concert stadium events and others so says this report phil murphy is asking the state democratic party to reimburse taxpayers after he used $12,000 in state funds at a Taylor Swift concert and other stadium events, Murphy's expenditures, first reported by Politico, were all for food and drinks at MetLife Stadium, which is 
the big football stadium in the Meadowlands where the Giants and the Jets play. When confronted with the spending, Murphy's office reportedly said it was asking the state Democratic Party to pay back the state. Murphy's office says it had always expected the state party to cover the costs, but noticed it had failed to do so. Can we just, oh yeah, by the way, if you've been going through, oh yeah, you know what? We noticed we failed to do it. The governor's office then dipped into a $95,000 personal expense account set up for their office. That account is set to pay for, quote, official receptions, official residence, and other official expenses, and cannot be used for, quote, personal purposes, according to Politico. Quote, once it was clear that there was outstanding bills that had not been paid, the state stepped up to meet this responsibility. Murphy spokeswoman Jennifer Schiortino told the outlet in a statement, quote, we are pursuing reimbursement from the state party for costs incurred at MetLife Stadium. Now, this is nothing new. This is not just a Phil Murphy thing. This is probably not just a D thing because... Former New Jersey governor, Chris Christie, technically a Republican, ran into a similar issue when he served as governor. Christie, however, had the state Republican Party reimburse roughly $82,000 spent at MetLife Stadium. So how do we feel about this? Because if it's if it's an R, maybe we're probably not so triggered by it, although we probably all agree that both sides are corrupt. Uh, but yet here it is, Phil Murphy. And just when I thought, Don... Just when I thought I could go a week in my life or come out of a weekend or get through the middle of the week without hearing those two words, Taylor Swift, (laughs) I get clobbered upside the head with this story with your favorite governor of New Jersey and Rich Zioli's bestie, Phil Murphy. (laughs) No, Jersey. Like, what do you spend? I mean, I get it. When you go to these these stadiums, especially for a Taylor Swift concert, which I got to imagine the price for everything is to the maximum just like it would be for a Giants or Jets game or an Eagles game here at the link. But $12,000 in concessions? Was this a party of 50? Well, that's just it. You know, I'm sure he and Tammy and the four kids were in there and entertaining New Jersey. By the way, you got a lot of love yesterday for your impressions and impersonations on the show. <laughs> like silly. Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny. One account said that, and I hadn't seen this, maybe Politico had it somewhere in there, that the Murphy administration... Now, he hasn't, I guess, been asked about it during one of his news conferences yet, so we don't have the audio, Mm -hmm. but he did blame that it happened during a transition. Oh, very interesting word. Because it goes back to, and I was trying to think about, because I guess the administrations were transitioning. Mm -hmm. So this was, you know, you think about how many years ago this was. Yep. So my question is, are they now saying, oh, well, we thought that the Democrats, that the Democrat Party was going to pay for it. Um, did they think that, or are they saying that because Politico found it? I think so. You know what I mean? But their public records have shown this, and it's broken down. And by the way, it's not just the Taylor Swift concert. It was the Taylor Swift concert. There was $936 for foods and food and drinks at Taylor Swift, $2,095 for a USA v. Brazil soccer match, uh, just under $2,100 for a football game between the Jets and the Patriots. Uh, they also went to a Hot 97 Summer Jam concert, which cost $1,400 in food and drinks. And then also USA versus Mexico, big soccer match. I actually remember that. I think that was back in 2019 or right before the pandemic started. And then also the Cowboys-Jets game, which probably wouldn't have surprised me if, if Chris Christie was at that game because Chris Christie, he's a weasel Cowboy fan. Yes, he <laughs> But 
In other words, um, this was this wasn't the ticket prices. This is just the snacks. That, that's correct. This is food and drink on taxpayer dollars. To which now he is saying twelve grand, twelve grand combined. Dollars. I mean, think. I mean, I get it. You know, beers are Holy expensive, smokes. but hey, this has got to be like a party of forty. Would you have like six wow. different suites? Wow. I mean, this is the kind of night that Anthony Dorenzo takes in when he's on the Odyssey tab. <laughs> we, yeah, if you're in a suite and you have a couple suites. Yeah. You know, and they stock it with beer it adds and, up. And, and food. It does it does add up. So like this isn't guy this isn't some guy who's in the you know, one hundred and seventh row yeah, yeah, who's, right. you know buying beers from a vendor. That's you know correct. what I mean? That's um, correct. So but yeah, I mean this 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 seems very on your tax dollars. Shady, I doesn't it? It does. But it goes back to twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen. Yep. <laughs> That's correct. And they so they were they were just letting this thing go. Yep. And now, oh well, we thought. And by the way, why is it? What it's making news? Why doesn't he? He's a yeah. isn't he a billionaire? Yeah, you have Murphy. Like maybe he walks down the hall one day. Uh, his secretary might be named Sue. Hey Sue, uh, did we ever t- settle up at that tab at MetLife for the last? Co- <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, let's dip into the uh, the funds here and let's 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 uh, let's square this tab up. Um, Mr. Murphy. Yeah, elegant mess eighty eight asks if Murphy's going to write a personal check. Nope. No. Well, it, it might be, but it came from your wallets. No, well, no, no, but, but to reimburse, to pay it back, right? No, he, he's dipping into the states, the the Democratic Party's fund to pay for it. Yeah, he's saying the Democrats should pay for it. Yes, but he doesn't. That's he's correct. Ain't coming, ain't coming out of his checkbook. No way. But then my other question is because you brought up uh, former Governor Chris Christie. Yep. He had eighty two thousand plus dollars in right. twenty ten and twenty eleven, and that was just on hot dogs alone. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah. these guys are yeah big spender. Yeah, yeah, he spent way more than Christie did. Much like Joe has eighty two thousand pages in emails to Hillary's fifty five thousand. So this was a hold your beer hour here on Kale and Company. Yeah. All right, we will come back, kick off hour number two with some news. I'm a little thirsty. I'm going to get some anti woke water. What does that mean? And is it is it going to actually sell? The the beer can sold. Remember the Trump beer can with the mugshot. Those those breweries down in Georgia, they made a pretty penny. We'll see if uh, people can cash in on the uh, quenching of a thirst of a non-woke water company, our two Kale & Company. We're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday mornings 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.